July 25th, 2016, it's Watt from Pedro Show.
Live from Pedro Show here in Pedro, my pad. Brother Matt still uh, unavailable because of his uh, teaching schedule this summer. But I'm not alone because through the magic of Skype, I got Eric uh, from France. What 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 town? From Nantes. Okay. On the west coast. Nantes. Yeah, uh, Brittany. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, people, uh, if you know geography, France, uh, they got a west coast like we do. And that's kind of where he is. Mm-hmm. But uh, a little more north, not by Spain, a little more Yeah, north. yeah. It's more, uh, yeah, it's quite in the middle of the country, basically. Not far from the sea, about a 40-minute drive from the sea. And uh, also there's a, a connection, right, with, because uh, the name, with the Celtic, uh, Brittany, yeah. Britain, yeah. It, Brittany has a connection with uh, Ireland, Wales, uh, Scotland, and uh, Basque country as well, and some areas of uh, Portugal. Okay. Um, the um, Britain language is very strange; like it's very different from French. Ah, oh, that's uh, right. When um, you're in there, uh, that area, there's uh, two signs for the streets. Yeah, exactly. Right, and and, and then yeah. uh, also I remember a town uh, kept. Kepir with a K, and then with the yeah, French, yeah. it's with a Q. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, and uh, they're trying to maintain the, this language because it's a real language. It has like a, its own literature, music, culture, everything. Um, so they're trying to keep it alive, and it's been doing pretty well, I think, since I've been born in the past 30 years. It's really progressing, and now there are schools that... Um, make you learn both languages, French and uh, Breton. Okay. Uh, so that's cool. You say it sounds funny. Is it funny like when uh, French people hear Quebecois? Uh, no. It's uh, it's like when French people hear Russian or something. Like oh, it's, okay. It's, it's totally so it's even weirder because I heard that it's pretty funny to hear a Quebecois person when you're in France. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. Kind of some old-fashioned words, sense. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the words... Well, what's funny about it is that the words are pronounced totally different. Okay. Uh, but here we're talking about a total different language. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, new album, I should say, what, uh, what music we just heard. Uh, Naima, John Coltrane, live at the Village Gate, July 23rd, 1961, and then Papir T in the right place from the new album The Screw which I've been playing for weeks now and I really like it uh, what number record is it for you guys? it's our fourth album fourth album yeah that that, that makes sense yeah okay I, I, I thought it was something like that um, people uh, Papier Teague is in uh, English Paper Tiger and uh, I got to know these cats by playing with them which is the best way right? You know, yeah, yeah, get yeah, to share the stage with them and, uh, in France, a bunch of gigs maybe nine gigs, it was great um, yeah. I want to know uh, what went into this, this, this record this fourth record Like, uh, let's start from the beginning, when did you start writing for it? Um, we took a year off after uh, the touring the last album yeah. because we were working on um, like other bands and um, we have this uh, project called La Colonie de Vacances uh-huh. which involves our band and three other bands. 
and okay. we play on four different stages at the same time. Right, right, right. So we were writing music for that and touring with that, and it took a lot of time because it's like it's having four bands at the same time <laughs> always makes things more complicated anyway. So, oh. <laughs> uh, so we were like, yeah, we're gonna wait until we were finally like really available. Uh, to work on on new music and um so we just started writing it took a couple of months maybe on and off and then we started recording right away with which is probably the only time we did we did this which oh, is mean without, playing uh, songs live before and yeah like, without doing gigs okay okay but you didn't so it was a different process for us you didn't write uh, it in the so, studio though you read it wrote it still in the practice pad you just didn't do gigs Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we, we don't have enough money to actually just fool around in the studio and say, hey, maybe we should write a song. No, it's I, just, no. I know uh, people that'll go in the studio with no material. Yeah, yeah. But to me, it's just it's like it seems like a big waste of time. Like yeah, no shit. if things work out, it's great. But if it doesn't work out, it's like everybody's wasting time. Like yeah, the sound guy and everything. Pack pad time is a lot more cheap than studio time. So, so what studio did you do it at? Uh, for the first time we stayed at home um the previous album was recorded at um albini's place uh, at um electrical and uh, this time we we took more time like a like a week or no a little bit more 10 days just to track and we did it over at a friend's house who has like two houses one house is a studio and then right next door there's his house so uh, we stayed over at his place for 10 days and recorded a bunch of songs. And then um, we took a lot of time. It's the first time we really got involved in the mixing process and all that. Like, it's the first time we actually worked with someone and spent the whole, like, the whole process every day going to the studio and saying, ah, oh, maybe I want this to sound like that or like this. So it was a different, it was very interesting for us to, be really hands-on and not like just record the music and say all right try to do your best or something like that which is what we did on the on the previous albums no i know what you mean that's what the Minutemen. we never trusted our own ears and stuff so we had spot and ethan james we just yeah but then you miss out on a chance to learn stuff exactly yeah so i think it's uh worth it to take the dive <laughs> It's really cool to just pop in, record songs, and then just leave and try to just be. And well, it's just that the engineer is trying to capture this moment. But if you're trying to do, put like effects and work on sounds and do like overdubs, then you have to be there because every little sound that you try to add or, or take off really is supposed to really make sense. You're not just recording a live band playing together. So that was that was why we were more there, and obviously we we knew more of the recording process now than we did at the beginning. So it also made more sense, like we were talking in real technical points instead of just I want the guitar to be more blue-like or whatever you can say in those situations. Yeah, so like this tune we started the show off with in the right place. What you can tell? Yeah, yeah what can you tell me about that tune? That song, that song actually came from a, from a demo track. Me and Arthur, the other guitar player, we were yeah. working on, and um, and once once Pierre started playing on it in the practice space, the whole song changed completely for the better. But at the beginning, I was like, "Wow, 
if if every song that we've tried to work on a little bit changes that much so it took us a lot of time what would you uh, say like evolve oh yeah it changed like completely like like even the maybe i don't know 10 percent of the song that we started with isn't even like it's it's maybe there but it's very like useless like the song is just (laughs) completely different like it turned into a jam. Okay. People, Pierre is the drummer for Papier. Yeah, yeah. And so they're actually a two guitar and drum trio. So what he was saying was him and the other guitar man, Arthur, because Eric's a guitar man also, they came up with this piece. And then when they brought in the drummy, it evolved. <laughs> but that's the neat thing about being in a, in a band, an ensemble. Yeah, and the thing is, we always try to write everything together or most of the time. Yeah. So it's everyone's song instead of like some guy coming up with a song and trying to like teach the riff or something to the other guys. Um, it feels more, I don't know, it feels more like us anyway. It feels like everybody's involved at every stage of the process, and, and that's good. Yeah. Okay, let's listen to some music. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
softness shows a change in style. Just in time, words that rhyme will bless your soul. Now I feel your hands with kisses and a tootsie.
had a part in the Dolphins and two. He scored with Raymond Piquet. And you know, folks, he does not you. You don't make them in the game. Oh, such a broken Dolphins and two. He scored with Raymond Saint-Patrick de 
Watch for Pedro Show. Uh, we heard Lemon Kittens with Chalet D'Amore. King Champion Sounds, brand new album from them, AJ. Uh, Holland with the Learning the Game, the Negative Example. That's Bucky Pope out of Madison. Disney Girls, Psychic Temple. Chris Schlarb is going to be on the show in a couple weeks. Uh, Overture. Uh, St. Patron de Rien Panto. <laughs> o Paon. This is a very sad story. This lady uh, got cancer and died. Uh, she... She had a baby, though, 17 months before. Very, very sad. A friend of mine uh, from North Canada there. Uh, Chapu is, it just seems stuff isn't fair sometimes, but the baby maybe will do music. Uh, Linda Loveless, brand new. Clumps. Brand new Dream the Electric Sheet, Elizabeth, Gigi Band, Jack London Station, Oakland. They're from Oaktown. And finally, Mr. Tom with Tobacco and Fantasy Trash Wave out of P-Town. Here with Eric. Um, talking about the new album, Screw. Where's this title come from? Um, it was, it was, well, we started recording and it was, it's been a, a special time here in the past two years with um, terrorism and uh, the politics it seems to generate and all these problems coming up. It felt like we've had this major... Um, there's been um, demonstrations for the past 30 years on this airport um, in a place called Notre-Dame-des-Landes, which is about um, 45 miles from Nantes, and they're trying to big this they're trying to build this major airport and it's on a, it's on a swamp that is very useful um, ecologically and um, it's a long story to explain. Wetlands. I think, I think we call um, them wetlands so because... People have been demonstrating on this useless huge project that involves uh, big corporations, the state, money and, you know, all all those problems that, that come up when big corporations and, and states get together to do this kind of thing where they seem to be the only people um, taking advantage of that situation. But um, so basically we felt like we were screwed from everywhere at the same time and it seemed like the most appropriate title because um, it kind of was the, the thread through all the lyrics. So... Um, so that way, that's why we named the album The Screw. I know living in Pedro uh, by the water, if you mm -hmm. don't have wetlands, yeah, there's no filter for the runoff when it rains. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's an ecological nightmare. When you have so much cement, it just runs into the sea with all the poisons and stuff that will feed bacterias. You yeah. need wetlands. So down the road, you're going to end up spending all kinds of money to reintroduce that stuff. You know, yeah. It's really short-sighted kind of thinking there. So Exactly. Okay, so so this problem actually started before you were born. It's been going oh, on yeah, for a yeah. while. It's been going on and on, and we've played like uh, benefit shows for that. And a lot of French artists, even major artists, have, um, have uh, contributed to that cause. Unfortunately, there's been um, a vote recently 
uh, it seems it seems like the project is going to happen, but still, I don't know. It's it's a long process. There's a lot of lawyers and stuff involved, and that's just locally. Like even the the country and stuff that's going on right now is is just. I mean, it's, sometimes it's hard to believe that <laughs> that people are actually talking about themselves that way, or the problem with the Muslim community that we have here and stuff i mean things are really going crazy sometimes it's really hard to to keep a cold head and try to stay wise yeah the screw yeah uh, actually we uh, used to have an old slang for uh, prison guards yeah 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 <laughs> those were screws <laughs> <laughs> if you watch them old uh, jimmy cagney movies and yeah, I, I searched a little bit on that, and I and I read some stuff about that before. Um, well, I think it's the same it. idea. You're getting tortured and stuff. You know, the turn of the screw, right? The slow, yeah, the slow getting wrong. Uh, interesting. So, and you guys is uh, songwriting stuff. Yeah, they're 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 kind of topical, right? It's about what's going on. It's not just internal stuff. It's it's mostly internal stuff, but it never. Um, I try not to get away from what's going on. Like it, there's always stuff about what's going on because whatever's internal, you're very influenced by uh, everything that surrounds you, everything that's going on. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, For example, let's say uh, I go into a steam room. I'm gonna get hot. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm going to either think about getting hotter or maybe ice cubes. I'm either going to go with it or I'm going to react against you. Right, You're, you, mm-hmm. you are connected. What, what, what Eric? What would you, uh, if you have any, could you name influence? Uh, the influences um, that I think you personally we, got in music. Oh, and for me, yeah. um, I think we really grew up uh, listening to. Um, the indie rock bands of our time that were like Nirvana and Fugazi and stuff like that. And uh, as we got older, um, I think we... No, 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 less younger. We never get older. We just get less younger. Yeah, as we got, as we got a little <laughs> bit younger, we started less listening younger. to a lot of stuff like uh, This Heat and... Um, oh, yeah. Maybe, you know, stuff that were a little bit um, harder to listen to when we were kids, like... Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know stuff like uh, even like free jazz or contemporary music. Or um, I've been personally, I've been a uh, very big pop fan since I was a kid. So I was always listening to stuff like the Beatles and the Beach Boys and all the folky stuff as well. Dylan and Leonard Cohen and stuff like that. So I've always listening. I've always been listening to this kind of songwriting geniuses. And uh, and at the same time, I've always been very interested in in um, experiments of round rock music that can go from a very wide array of different types of music. What about writers? Oh, uh, writers. Uh, well, there's a lot of French writers. Um, obviously, yeah. people like uh, Camus yeah. and um, all the existentialists, uh, people of people that we learn about in school. You mean all of them, um, like Soren Kierkegaard? Yeah, yeah, even stuff <laughs> like I, I've. I wasn't a philosophy major, but I did a lot of uh, literature in uh, university, okay. and I've been very interested in um, American writers as well. Um, a lot of the, the Beat Generation um, 
going through like even um, Emerson and uh, Toro and uh, but you, even you modern beat stuff by uh, William S. Burroughs and Jack what? Kerouac when you say beat you mean uh, Kerouac I mean uh, William S. Burroughs yeah, yeah there might be a guy you want to ch- check out called Charlie Plymel he wrote a book La- Last of the Moccasins and he actually lived with uh, Allen Ginsberg and uh, Neil Cassidy for a little bit in San Francisco. All right. On Fly now. On yeah, P L Y, N E L L. He's from Wichita, Kansas. Older gentleman now lives in Ch- Cherry Valley with his wife Pam. But great cat. Right. He actually printed the first Zap comics. If you know, I think Mr. Crumb lives in your country now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He traded all his rights for his drawings <laughs> for a pad there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. When when you talk about um, French writers, uh, English writers, people might n- n- uh, not know your, your good accent. You actually lived in the U.S. for a while. Yeah, I I, um, I, I learned how to read and write in English in um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because me and my family we moved there when I was five. And we moved back to Nantes when I was 11. Okay, okay. So you're formative. So, yeah. Yeah, so all your, like, if you come over to France, don't expect too many people to speak exactly like I do. They might have a... <laughs> but it's a lot better. In the older days, there was a lot less English. I think the oh, yeah, yeah, EU yeah. and stuff helped push a little. Or, you know, not losing French, but also learn, bringing some English in there. Well, I think... Uh, with with young way... people. Yeah, and the way things work, I mean, if you're not even talking about English, but it's kind of hard to just speak one language, like, you kind of have to adapt if you want to, like, keep an open mind to the world and, like, even, like, see stuff on the internet and stuff like that, you at least got to speak, I don't know, at least two languages, which is great, and I think everybody likes that, and it's also a great mindset, like, the way your brain evolves when you're learning a few languages. Like there's always some things you want to say in English or for example, I speak Italian. There's always a few situations where some Italian words are just perfect for what I mean. And I can't even find the exact translation in French or English. So I think that's really great. So it's it's left you with options and and perspective and perspective. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, July 25, 2016. Special guest Eric from Papier Teague. Hold tight for hour two. January 25, 2016. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
my sound, got the anchor inside. I hit the seas out high tide. There ain't no place in this world I wanna call my home. I'm sailing, sailing the world alone. Ain't been no good being on dry land, but I try my luck as an old dead hand. Listen to that wind, whistle and
truly amazing how very little regard large pharmaceutical companies have for their very own paying customers. I know it is the insurance. Don't start me on that. I pay into the racket. I need what I take to stay in remission. I really have no choice, but 30 little pills cost $800 a month. This weighs heavily on my mind. Surely I have only a copay, but I have a conscience too. The cost is staggering. Someone has to pay. Someone else makes a big profit to do what? Advertise? If they are so eager to help, they can really make it available to some so many who need it to erase so much anger, but profit is more important than helping human beings. The stuff is there already, but it, it could do a lot of good, but they won't let it go generic, not for the lives of us. I guess I am privileged, one of the few with health insurance. I would like to be free, but I'm beholden to the company that makes those little pills. What a master trope to get so much out of so little and price it far out of range for an ordinary person. This drives cost upward, limiting the availability of help. I wish I could do something besides just take my pills. Watch from Pedro Show started the second hour off with Papier Teague doing each and every. Wait, Eric, what can you tell us about that tune? Uh, that tune is uh, uh, specifically on the um, on the first. Um, there was this um, newspaper in France that um, all the writers got killed. It was in July 2015, and uh, the newspaper was called Charlie Hebdo. And for a lot of people, oh yeah, uh, kind of a humor, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was uh, like it was very uh, inspired by. Um, the French politics of the late '60s, and um, and so for the people that are my parents' age, are there are very important guys. They used to go up drunk on national television and do all these crazy stuff. They would be with the, you know, just crazy guys, and they got shot because they did too They're many provocative, yeah. Yeah, too too many pro- provocative um, sketches of uh, Maumet, and um, and so it was a big like big disaster because people being shot in the center of Paris uh, by organized crime was something really new to um, for for French people. Of course, of course, and uh, the so, lack of tolerance. Uh, that, that's that song kind of well, the lyrics anyway kind of reflect on that um, on that event and. Um, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, like a song like that. Do you like set out to to write something like that, or does it uh, accidentally just spill out? It kind of accidentally just spills out, and at the same time, uh, after it spills out, we kind of have to think about it. And yeah, kind right, of, right. Put it in a tune. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we really work on those accidents a lot. Like sometimes we're just really jamming out of the blue. No one comes up with anything, and then just like this sort of drum beat or this tiny guitar riff or anything will will you know set us on a track to to some new new songs. So that's that's kind of the way it works. That's yeah, I, I figured you you didn't like get a. Uh, copy of the newspaper and just start looking at headlines and like, oh, let's write a tune here. <laughs> yeah, you got emotion, yeah, you got like feeling, it. and then you you go join together with your band brothers and you make mm-hmm. a tune. Yeah, very interesting. Here, let's hear some more music. Oh no, I should I, I should say what we uh, just heard after each and every. We heard Chris Murphy, brand new, sailing the world alone. Uh, 
Accidents of God by Lester Bangs and the Delinquents. He was from Cream Magazine. Mm-hmm. When I was a boy, that was like, there was no zines. <laughs> yeah. And that was the closest thing to, you know, to a zine, compared yeah. to all the other jive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like shills for big labels, you know. Yeah. Uh, a friend of Richard Meltzer's Lester Bangs. And uh, the Two Tens, brand new, can't pull through. And Joe Brewer finally with his poem, 30 Little Pills. Uh, but hell, here's a bunch of music from uh, Mr. Ben. South London, he's got, they got quite a scene there, a big collective of bands, and he sent me some music, so let's check that out.
We heard Mr. Susan doing Mood Replica Loop Steps Part 1. Uh, pretty long title for a 25-second tune. <laughs> it's like, minute, man. <laughs> you know, I've been playing these songs. Uh, I wrote for D. Boone and Georgie like 35, some of them 37 years ago. And some mm-hmm. never got used. And yeah. really strange. Definitely D. Boone and Georgie wrote the better songs. <laughs> but mine are, <laughs> they're very weird. They're strange and I did it yesterday at this gig where I was just on the bass and no voice, yeah. just a little. Yeah, I was doing little tiny instrumental versions of all these little things. It ended up being almost an hour. Of, uh, yeah, it was a trip. so. How many songs did you play? Well, they were like parts of them, and I melded yeah. them into one big one. Oh yeah, all like right. A Fifty-minute song made of all these little parts of these little. Uh, then we heard a. Uh, Hearst Pileup, Pretty Shiny Things, Dismantle Mentality, Hello Bastards, Pitch Black from the Mary X Incident, Die X with Guilt Trip, Fuck Jar with Club Sorosa, Who's Been Playing My Roses Red, no, Painting My Roses Red by the Dire Sister Sports Bread by Bearded Youth Quest. <laughs> That's a name. Uh, and Peace in the Buddha's Palm by Senor Al and the Honolulu's. So, yes. South London, lots of bands happening. Uh, uh, actually, SoCal, we got a lot of bands happening too. Yeah, I think, and for sure, Brooklyn. Yeah, some places draw kind of a magnet. Uh, maybe, maybe the small town thing is more tough than maybe like a St. Louis, kind of a middle town. I don't know. Living in Pedro, I'm close enough to Hollywood where I don't have to live there, but I can play a gig there. So yeah, it's, it's weird being and in a metro area is a different kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think if I could live in Pedro, I would live in this metro area. A lot of SoCal, it's too hard for me. Like the traffic, yeah. like Paris, right? Yeah, <laughs> man, that Paris, uh, that traffic, and London, and every big town. I mean, it's just. Yeah, yeah, and I think the. Um... There's also a very um, different way, I think, in Europe than there would be in the States. It sort of seems like the the people have got to move, like, to Chicago or Portland, Seattle, uh, South California or New York to get closer also to the labels and to really what's happening. seems to be a little bit more like that. In in Europe, it's just so expensive to live in some of those major cities. exactly. No but, but, but believe me, believe me, Eric, New York City, and a lot yeah, of this SoCal here too. Yeah, yeah I, know, I mean, I'm I know in the harbor, like, and it's a working harbor, and we got some hood, so you know, a little rougher and some more econo. Yeah, or maybe it's still secret. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We have this thing. I don't know if it's big in France, but gentrification. Yeah, yeah where you find uh, working class, kind of poor, beat down neighborhoods. Yeah. And you go in there with the money, right? And you kind of drive out the... Uh, yeah, but well, these neighborhoods attract artist types, you know, econo people. Yeah. But then it, that makes uh, another kind of people, yuppie people, kind of covet that. Yeah. And uh, trouble is, when they come in there, they kind of sterilize. <laughs> it's all the stuff they liked. Yeah, justification yeah. is interesting. Uh, some neighborhoods are trying to fight back. Like when they yeah. see the realtor taking people on little trips, little guided tours, they'll show up at these pads and like you're not, you, yeah, 
we're your neighbors. You still, you really want to move here? <laughs> yeah. Some cat was telling me that yesterday, man, uh, in Boyle Heights, East LA. And interesting. You know, I don't, I don't think we really think about the real estate gain, property, uh, neighborhoods. Do, do people really live where they pick, or is there some other outside pressures or something? It's, it's tripping uh, about I that. I think there's a lot of outside pressures. I remember when I met Bob Mould. You, you know Husker Du, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was in school, because me and D. Boone put out their first album. And, uh, yeah. hey, Bob, what are you studying in college? He goes, urban planning. And I go, like, urban planning, you know, in my mind I'm thinking. But now... Uh, and he had that, that that song too, "Divide and Conquer." It was one riff, yeah, yeah. but what he was talking, you know, about flip your wig. This uh, the yeah, song. Yeah. It's one riff, but what he was talking about was, yeah. I mean, there's something about. I don't know if you could be an urban planner, but it is it is an interesting kind of thing. Then I've heard other people say it's not where you're from; it's where you're at. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's a circumstance. I, I was just curious about uh, how things over there. Things are exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think the the Western countries are are getting really close to one another. It's not it's not so different. Okay. What about in those terms anyway? What about touring? And touring has become a little bit harder than it used to be in Europe. I don't know if you've seen that on. Yeah. Yeah. Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like um, like there's more and more European bands. Yeah, and less and less venues. Gig goers. Um, so, but uh, I don't know if you're um, established enough, you can always make things happen. We're at the end of the second hour, July twenty five, two thousand sixteen. Dishwap Peter Show special guest Eric from Papir D. Hold tight for hour three. July 25, 2016. It's the third hour on the Watt for Pedro show.
Watt for Pedro Show started the third hour off with uh, the big daddy from the screw. It's called Matter Minutes, Papier T. People, if you're hearing a bunch of noise, next door, they were working on this pad and the wind was blowing. I mean, they were working on the foundation and blew it right off the jack, so it was all destroyed. Now they're trying to get it out of there. So if there's a bunch of noise, I'm sorry. That's okay. Hard I can hear walk. you fine. Yeah, but the people listening. Oh, sorry. I'll tell you the worst sound is a dude with a beer bottle on the table. Hearing that dink, 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 that's the most annoying. So maybe trucks next door is nothing. I can't stand that sound. Yeah, the dink, dink, dink. Uh, then we heard a swarm of bees, Sinatra 3, layman with Manana Machine, Shy Squad, Bums Dunger, Cut with Parasite, Reputation from the Mailman, and finally Roger the Optometrist. The Broken Oak Duet. I think they're out of Wor- Wor- Worcester. Remember those guys? They made us some pasta. Uh, you know what? We should tell people a, a brief little history of Papier uh, Tigre. Um, so uh, we started uh, Papier Tigre in uh, 2006. Um, we've known each other since we were in um, high school. Met when we were 13, 14, something like that. Uh, so even earlier than high school um, we've been playing music since and we played in a few bands with other people uh, before that and um, when we were after I finished my university studies and guys were still studying in notes so I came back here and we were like alright let's take some time off and really play some music now that we've got our degree and not wanting to get a regular job so um, we started touring and we got lucky because um, a lot of people wanted to see us play so our first demo was actually our first album and it it had like uh, eight songs and it was just released by um, our friends who had uh, put up a record label in our town and um, so basically, yeah, we started touring, and on the, on with that first album, we were able to go and play in Brazil, and it was released there, and we played in China as well, and we did a big European tour. Um, so since then, it's been a lot, a lot of music, and a lot of traveling, and a lot of shows. But the, that's what we wanted, so we're really happy with that. Um, this, uh, I don't know what else I can say. That's good. And this tune, a matter of minutes. What can you tell me about that? Uh, that was um, that tune was like we we had this sort of piao one. The drummer wanted to play around with this really stupid rhythm that would go one 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 and then two uh, like da 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 da. Yeah. And uh, so um, and we were trying to build a like a song around that, but it didn't work at all. So I was, so I told him, yeah, how about we just just play and see what happens so we got into this kind of jam this kind of structured jam that we kept on doing every time we got together to play and it sort of got its own shape at the end just because that was the way we played it a couple of times in a row so um, so basically the song kind of shaped itself yeah it's not as refined maybe but yeah okay but uh, and then we played that with a dance um, company um, that um, offered us to write some music for them. So I thought that was a good piece, 
uh, we could play with them, and it was super aggressive for the people that were seated, um, and it kind of was really cool to see all these um, very um, fit dancers doing all this crazy stuff while we were playing live to this audiences. You were all on the same stage? Yeah, yeah, we were almost, there were six dancers and us playing live, basically. Right. It was mostly instrumental and we wanted to do some long pieces so um, they could really, you know, play with the music. Our music is so, like, it, there's a lot of breaks and cuts and it keeps, like, it's too short for them to actually get a, Roof. get something going on. So it kind of worked. Uh, we wrote that piece for for the dance project and at the same time we we're like oh we really like playing this so we're going to keep it for ourselves and we kind of changed it for the for the album and it's become a really cool song to play uh, live actually now have it okay mm -hmm. let's listen to the uh, last bit of music for this edition
Highway 61 Where they'll bury me when my days are done I was born up north where the road begun Now I live where it ends in the setting sun Thunder Bay down to New Orleans The American music story unfolds And turns. This is where my story is told. Focus the zydeco through the home of the blues, following the mightiest river in my ancestors' shoes. My own journey has ranged from sorrow to fun. I'm turning 61, Highway 61. Turning 61 on Highway 61, where I rode my motorcycle when I was young. I went out to the crossroads, I sought out the blues. From the Delta to the hill country, I couldn't lose. Thunder Bay down to New Orleans, the American music story unfolds. Chasing the river as it twists and turns This is where my story is told The blues are loaded, the blues are sweet Men and women who sang the blues were all happy to meet The tall skinny kid, the enthusiastic one Turning 61 on Highway 61 61 may not be a milestone, but it means a lot to me. Never figured I'd live this long, there's so much left to see. I turned in 61, Highway 61, the highway we rode on to see the Queen. Came all the way from England around 59 She waved as she passed us, she was young and fine Under Bay down to New Orleans The American music story unfolds Chasing the river as it twists and turns This is where my story is told I remember stop traffic in Des Moines in 63 Not too long before they shot President Kennedy Down in the boondocks was number one I'm turning 61, Highway 61 I'm turning 61, on Highway 61 The road Bob Dylan made famous in a song he was from heaven where they mined the coal He took 61 to St. Paul to feed his soul Thunder Bay down to New Orleans The American music story unfolds Chasing the river as it twists and turns This is where my story is told I went down to Memphis Charlie Rich, the sweetest of men, 
velvet touch He told me he got lucky with his number once I'm turning 61 on Highway 61 61 may not be much of a milestone But it means a lot to me Never figured I'd live this long And there's so much left to see My own journey has ranged from sorrow to fun I'm turning 61 on Highway 61 I'm turning 61 on Highway 61 I'm turning 61 on Highway 61 
for Pedro Show final music for this edition Joe Bouchard touring age Dick Deluxe turning 61 on Highway 61 you know where Highway it's US 61 yeah right Bobby Dylan right it was the way you got uh, to New Orleans yeah yeah along Mississippi there's some uh, I was touring with Tad Falco last fall and actually the crossroads they don't know exactly but by the yellow. The, the Robert Johnson crossroads? Yeah, yeah. Highway they 61 is one of them. They don't, you know, there's debate, of course, but somebody built a sign, you know, but that doesn't mean anything. 
and yeah. uh, Rajas with uh, Mook, and finally, I'm away. Rachel Hayden, she's going to be a uh, guest Thursday. Uh, speaking of touring, do you have plans to tour the the Screw? Uh, we've been touring um, a lot in um, in France, all through spring, basically. Okay. Uh, we did some summer festivals um, this month uh, with um, La Colonie de Vacances, with the show I was telling you about. Yeah. And uh, we're doing more shows of uh, La Colonie de Vacances, and we're resuming uh, Papier Tigre uh, in September. We'll be touring Spain. Uh, and we'll be touring kind of on and off um, France and different bands we're playing in and uh, now that we're fathers Arthur and I uh, we kind of try not to tour more than 10 or 15 days in a row so, so no plans for US tour not yet but we really like to tour the west coast because we've never been there before oh man and it seems like a good idea so yeah, you did. <laughs> we want to try and do that. So a little I different than Oklahoma. The I like playing Oklahoma too. Uh, if people want to find out about you on the internet, where would they go? They would go to uh, papiertig.com. Yeah, spell that for them. P a p i e r t i g r e dot com. Yeah, thanks. And uh, you know, I ask everybody this. Uh, well, most people anyway. If somebody young, or maybe not even young, but just getting into this music stuff, would would you have any advice you could give? Any any, any advice? Um, just I would say you have to um, remain true to why you started. Like, if the most important thing is the music, it's not anything that's going around the music. Would be like the business or or the touring or whatever stuff that goes around like it's not very important as long as you're true and happy about the music that you're playing it's the most important thing whether it's successful or not whether things are happening or not I, I think there's a lot of people who can be very proud of the music that they're playing and that are not successful and I think there's a lot of people who are probably aren't very happy in their lives and they're still very successful so I think it's it's really important to stay true to yourself and why you why you're doing this. That's that's good stuff. Thanks much for that. Hey, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> no, I mean because look, you what Papier Teague now ten years, right? Yeah. So you know, it's coming from some place. There's some experience there. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and especially uh, like the more you're doing it, every once in a while, like when this is taking so long it's sometimes it's hard sometimes you're disappointed and stuff but you i mean you just have to remind yourself that the most important thing is is the music and if you're happy about what you're creating and you're trying to do and it's it's creative so it's not destructive you know so it's a good thing you know it's positive it's going forward it's not just uh, you know moping around or whatever the the new baby boy or girl a girl. Her name is uh, Suzanne, and she's uh, a little bit over two years old now. You gonna ask her to play? She's singing already. Okay. <laughs> too much sometimes. Eric, it's been so great having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Good luck. Uh, and to your your band guys, Arthur and Pierre. Also, it's been July twenty five, two thousand sixteen edition of Wife for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>